Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. In this series, we're talking about how to define your worth. We're on episode three, and we've been talking a lot about the two different price tags that the world offers offers us. Um, the way that God says, this is how I define your, define your worth, and then the way the world says. Remember, we talked about those hollow and deceptive philosophies that are based on human traditions rather than on Christ, that are based on the basic principles of the world rather than on Christ. We talked about those five Ps, the way the world measures our worth and how it's a moving target. We talked about your um, possessions, your appearance, your um, position, I'm trying to remember them all, your personal relationship, um, and then your performance. And I talked about how we were going to be going in deeper in your appearance. appearance. And today I want to talk with you about some of the different ways that the world measures our value based on how they define beauty. Now, there's many variables as far as what is defined um, as beautiful in the world. Some of those variables are just cultures in different countries. Some of them are times and seasons. Um, what used to be fashionable, actually, hilariously enough, what used to be fashionable is becoming fashionable again. But 10 years ago, then not wearing, wearing something from the 90s was not fashionable. Having curtain bags was not, bangs was not fashionable. But of course, that's coming back into fashion again. Hear me when I say this. There's no judgment in, uh, intended in any of this. The point of this is not to be critical of um, what the world says is valuable. It's to critique the fact that the world tries to define for us and it's a constant moving target. The point of this episode is to tell you that we will wear ourselves up, try wear ourselves out trying to keep up with how the world wants to define what is beautiful and what would be defined as a valuable appearance to the world. So let's talk about uh, some ancient traditions um, in China uh, for years. Now this this tradition was banned in 1912. However, for over a thousand years. Uh, China practiced uh, something called foot binding. Uh, they would start binding a child, a, a, a woman's foot, a girl's foot at the age of six or seven. And the purpose of binding, what it means is they would actually literally wrap this foot super tight. And the goal was to actually break the foot over time. And the deeper the arch, the, in fact, the, they want, the goal was to try and get a two inch arch in there and and that was achieved by breaking the arch of the foot and that was considered beautiful because they could bind their little feet and put them in these teeny tiny little shoes and walk around and that was culturally considered uh, it was a mark of beauty for a woman um now again the two inch a crevice in the foot was the most desirable um, but the reality is for that culture for that time that was the mark of beauty um, and again, what I'm trying to do in this episode is reveal to you how difficult it is and how much of a moving target the world's way of defining our value through our beauty and our appearance is to keep up with. So let's talk about the width, the waist to hip ratio. Now, this is hilarious to me as well, because again, it shows the different cultures. And this has changed a lot as well. 
Um, so the waist to hip ratio, we call it the WTH. Your waist to circumference should me measure 70% of your hips if you're in a European culture. That's what's considered attractive. In China, it's much smaller. Of course, we know China, uh, people in China have smaller frames or what have you. So a smaller, a 60% uh, circumference um, is the percentage that sh you should have. But in Africa, good news, uh, you could have an 80% waist to hip uh, ratio. And so the point here is, again, not to prove what's right or what's wrong, but just to tell you that it's subjective. It depends a lot of times on where you live is how they define, ooh, this is what's the desirable waist to hip circumference versus um, this is what is desirable. And so again, the, the purpose of this is just to show you that there, the world has all these ridiculous ways. And so I just want to have fun with you in this episode. Uh, body piercing, piercing in is one of the ancient and widespread types of body art. Um, it was started by the Romans. Uh, they started by nipple piercing and it was an act that showed bravery. And so it was considered something that was an act of courage. Um, they also use it, it was a practical means for actually fastening their cloak on. Um, and again, we, we view today nipple piercing in America very differently than that. Uh, and again, I'm not saying what you should or shouldn't do. I'm just showing you, uh, how the means of what we do to our physical appearance has a completely different message in one culture than it does in another culture. Uh, Victorian society girls also had their nipples pierced in order to enhance the size of their nipples. Um, so they would uh, pierce their nipples for completely different reasons. And there are probably men watching this right now that are like, oh my gosh. Uh, but stick with me here. Um, so we, we look at all these different reasons of piercings and nipples. There's lots of cultures where they talk, uh, where they put the, uh, links and the hoops in their ears and the bigger the hoop, the more desirable it is. Uh, there's those neck rings where they would stretch out their necks and they would add a ring to them every year in order to have that long slender neck that they were trying to achieve. And again, we, we look at this, but this is a reality for some cultures. And for some cultures, if you're raised up in that culture, if that's your system, that's your idea of beauty. You have no understanding of anything outside of that. That is your frame of reference. So we're sitting here in our culture and in our time and in our um, generation, and we're going, that's ridiculous. But that's because we have a different frame of reference. Other people might be looking out at us. Um, some cultures think it's ridiculous that women shave their legs and shave their armpits because that's not a thing in their culture. Um, and so it just, a lot of it just depends on where you live. And so we're looking at the fact that beauty is a moving target and how we shouldn't define our value based on how the world defines beauty. Um, I, I recall I found an article from 2009, actually. You're welcome for that time warp. Uh, from China's first Miss Plastic Surgery Pageant. Uh, she was said to have had 22 procedures uh, from one doctor and 10 procedures from another doctor. So this girl underwent 32 procedures. But let me remind you what she was winning. This was a Miss Plastic Surgery Contest pageant. Um, and she was known for this quote when she won, I hope this pageant will give a positive sign to the public. 
okay, trying not to judge in my head, but I'm trying to stick to the point here and be like, oh my gosh, I feel sorry for, what kind of message are we trying to, to send to the public here? Trying to send the public that this is what it looks like, that your cheeks have to look this way and your eyes have to look this way and your breasts have to look this way and your lips have to look this way in order to fit the definition that the world has given us of what is or is not beautiful. That is being taken captive. I can't think of being more captive than having very um, painful procedures done to your body for the sake of fitting into what would be the perfect nose, the perfect cheeks, the perfect lips. That brings us to today. I mean, let's think about all the different Botox and cheek fillers and all that stuff, all the different ways you can alter. I mean, you can just go to a hair salon now and have some of this stuff done. And again, no judgment. I have friends who do that. I am not judging you. I'm just trying to expose the reality that the world has told us that wrinkles aren't cool, that I guess not plump lips aren't cool, or that you have to have plump cheeks and you shouldn't have these jowls. And I mean, I'll be honest, I've thought about getting fillers to kind of pull this up or what have you. I don't know, but I then I asked myself why. And um, I think about the Proverbs 31 woman who laughs at the days to come and just that natural organic process of getting older and, and again, there's no judgment in this. I'm just telling you, I don't want to get cheek fillers just because I think that's what the world says I need in order to make me look more attractive. Your motive is your motive. It's got to be between you and the Lord. It's not the point of this episode. The point of this episode is it is a moving target, trying to keep up with the world's ways of defining what is or is not beautiful for us. So um, uh, the Rubenesque era was a pre-modern era where uh, being overweight was more attractive because being overweight was linked to your worth. It meant you could afford the more um, fatty foods. You could afford, afford the more uh, elite foods or the choice foods. Whereas, of course, in the modern era, it became all about being slender um, and, and being thin. Um, of course, in our culture nowadays, uh, being fit and being cut. And again, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying, oh my gosh, what is beautiful, guys? Our worth can't be in our physical uh, in our physical appearance or what the world tells us is or is not um, beautiful. It will just, it'll make us crazy. It will make you crazy trying to keep up with what the world says is or is not beautiful. And I want us to really be set free from that and be loosed into the freedom that is Christ. Remember, he says, if the sun sets you free, then you are free indeed. And so you don't have to do all of these things in order to to live up to what your particular culture, your particular system. Some of us are raised in families that our parents put pressure on us to be thin, to be fit, to work out. They were constantly asking the question, what are you weighing? And I'm not... And again, I am I am all about good health and function functionality and fitness and feeling good and being able to function well. Um, but I'm not about just how you appear and it being all about how you look. And I really think we need to take a step back from some things in our culture and the captivity that we've been taken into of defining what is or is not beautiful. Um, in 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says the Lord does not look upon the outer appearance, but the Lord, Lord looks at the heart. So if you remember when Samuel was called to, um, was called to seek out a king for the people, 
uh, he found Saul who had the appearance of a king and Saul did not end up being at all a good fit for the kingship. He didn't have the character for the kingship. But David, on the other hand, who was uh, short and ruddy and redheaded and he was the smallest and the youngest, uh, he was the least likely. He didn't fit the appearance of a king, yet he is the one who God had chosen because God was not looking upon the outer appearance. God was looking at the heart. And I believe that if we could be set free from looking at the things that the world looks at, if we could be set free from looking at uh, what the world tells us is beautiful, we would find freedom in knowing that God looks upon the heart. I know some very, very beautiful people who have very ugly hearts. And I know some people who don't necessarily have this um, outward attraction to them, but they have beautiful hearts and that makes them extremely attractive. Come on, I know you know what I'm talking about. Um, the Bible says in Matthew 23 that you must clean the, you. he's talking to the Pharisees and he says, you clean the outside of your cup and you clean the outside of your dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. And he talks to them and he says, you're a hypocrite because you're more concerned with fixing the outside than you are fixing the inside. I'm working on a conference right now called Containing His Character. I've done a YouTube series on the glory versus the anointing and talks a lot about the difference between character and personality. And that word personality comes from the Greek word persona, uh, which means mask. Um, and a lot of us have learned to have a good personality. We've learned how to develop our personality because of how we appear. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. I know some narcissists that have some really good personalities. They have great personalities. They can win you over. They can allure you. They're very charismatic. But their character is not where it should be in Christ. And that's what this passage is talking about, is that often we're more concerned about the outside of our cup than we are the inside of our cup. And God wants us to really focus on cleaning up the beauty of our inside, the beauty of our heart, the beauty of our character, and really understand the value and the worth of your heart, of what you think, of your opinions, the beauty and the value of your emotions and your passions and your dreams. And I think we spend a lot more time cultivating and taking care of our outward appearance than we do taking care of our hearts. And so I wanted to kind of give some of these examples because they're ridiculous, um, but I was being intentional in being ridiculous because I want you to see how ridiculous it is that we try and keep up with the ways of the world. Once upon a time, having tan skin was a, was a sign of being a slave. It meant you had to work out in the fields. You were a worker. Um, and uh, fair skin was what was attractive. And nowadays, uh, everybody wants to go to the tanning spa. I mean, there's an entire industry uh, making money on tanning women's skin when once upon a time that was considered not attractive. The fairer your skin was, the more it defined your worth. Again, it's just another example of how culture has tried to define for us what is or is not valuable. I think about all the different times when we take all these selfies and how we try and take them just right. There's, I've got this whole list of 10 things that you should do to take the perfect selfie, how you should hold your shoulders, how you should pull your shoulders back, how you should pop your arm open, how you should stand, tip slightly forward, uh, do the look away trick, all these things. It's, it's funny and it's comical, but God forbid we should take a selfie where we just look ridiculous and something less than perfect or what the world would tell us is less than perfect, where we would have our hair in a messy, messy bun or we would have a goofy look on our face or we would have a zit on our nose or we would have 
whatever, just got out of bed and the world has told us uh, that we have to look this part and we've been taught to put a mask on and it's cut back on our ability to really be vulnerable and be transparent, which ultimately has cut back on our ability to really connect with people. And that is the work of the devil because the number one need you and I have is connection, is connection with people. And so the enemy really wants to keep us masked through all the deceptive philosophies and hollow traditions of the world of this is what you need to do in order to be accepted. This is what size you should wear. This is what color you should wear. This is how you should style your hair. This is how you should do your eye makeup. This is how you should have Botox done, whatever it is, put fat in your rear end to lift it up. I don't know. I don't care if you do those things. That is between you and the Lord. I'm not judging you. What I want for you is to not be enslaved to those things. I don't want you to be enslaved to feeling like your value or your worth is in how you look because it is not. We're going to be talking more throughout this entire series about the deception of the enemy and the ways that he allures us and wants to draw our mind astray from really recognizing where our true value and our true worth is, which is found in Jesus Christ. I want to walk in the fullness of the freedom that God has given to me to just be who I am, not worry about how I look, not worry about what size I am, not worry about whether I do or I don't have makeup on, but just totally be focused on my heart before the Lord, cleaning the inside of the vessel before I'm concerned with the outside of the vessel. All right, you guys, that sums up today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you laughed a little bit, but in the end, I hope you felt some freedom. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.